You are listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I have a very cool episode today. This episode is going to be very similar to episode 40 of the podcast, where I teach you guys ingredients that I personally like to avoid in personal care products. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen. And I make these episodes because I get a lot of questions on, what do you think of this product? What do you think of this product? What do you think of this product? You guys... (laughs) That's why I make these episodes so that you can be an informed consumer and not just going verbatim by what I say or what other health influencers say is good or bad. I want you to make the own informed choice yourself. I love helping you guys get to that point where you can make an informed choice, but you know, for personal care products or for food, I just want to be able to help you make better choices in your life. So today's episode, I'm going to be breaking down a lot of foods or a lot of ingredients in foods that I believe are questionable. I'll tell you why I believe they're questionable, why I try to personally avoid them when I can so that you can, you know, do the same. You can, you can make the informed choice. Maybe you, you listen to me say what they're in, what the potential risks are. And for, you can make that choice for yourself as to whether you are going to look for them in your ingredients or not. I'm never going to tell you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I just want to put the information out there so that you can make the best absolute, you know, choice for you, your family, um, and the foods and products that you consume, both personal care and ingredient wise. Obviously, whole foods is always best. So if we can always choose a whole food, that's our biggest goal. And that's what we should be doing. We always should be choosing a whole food. But if we do find ourselves looking for the ingredients in something I want to help you navigate that. So like I said, if you are looking for that list that I go through for personal care products, you can check out episode number 40 of the podcast. So you can go back and listen to that. Um, And I really, truly just believe that this has been like a really big part of my journey was cleaning up ingredients because I always thought I was eating clean before. I always thought I was doing a good job before, but it turns out that I had a lot better that I could have done both personal care product wise and ingredient wise. And so because of that, I really want to bring this episode to you guys so that you guys can make these same choices. Because I think a lot of people out there, there, a lot of people think that, you know, they're doing the best for what they know. And this is, I think just another way that we can continue to level up. So I'd say I was, I've been on this journey for probably like five. I mean, I mean, I've been on a health journey ever since I probably was like 17, 16, 17 years old, like really getting into fitness and really getting into caring about what I eat. But I would say probably since I went off birth control was when I really honed in on a lot of things. And that was probably about five years ago. And for me, that was just a really, it was, it was a tough journey to try to balance things. I mean, it took a long time to balance. And I think a lot of people look at me now and they're like, oh yeah, her hormones are great. She brags about not having, you know, any painful periods and it's regular and her skin's clear. And it's like, oh, that must be so easy for her. You know, it's probably easy for people to think that, but it's, it's could not be anything but the truth. I've really done so much internal work. I've done so much (laughs) cleaning up my lifestyle day to day. And it's not something, and I think a lot of people get frustrated because a lot of people also reach out and they're like, I'm doing all the things you say. I cleaned up my personal care. I did this and I'm still dealing with this. Well, I'm here to share that it doesn't, 
it, there's no quick fixes. We're so in this Western world used to like, we, we change something and immediately we see a result. Cause that's the pill for every ill. You have an issue. Well, here's an antibiotic and in two hours you're going to start feeling better. Natural medicine and natural healing does not necessarily work that way. And so these swaps, although sometimes you do notice positive changes right away, sometimes you don't, and that's also okay, but that's not a reason to not stick with it because you're not noticing something right away. So I just wanted to point that out, but back to kind of where I was with my journey and saying how I think, I think honestly, one of the biggest things was cutting out a lot of the crappy supplements that I was using. Cause I was the bro girl, you know, I was doing the dry scoop of pre-workout. I was doing every artificial flavored flavor of protein multiple times a day. I truly in my heart think that was a huge thing that really turned the needle in terms of creating more metabolic flexibility, really about it being so much more advantageous to my gut, all of these things. So it has totally been a work in progress. And, you know, because I was on birth control and other things, I was always worried about, am I going to have struggles with fertility? You know, I don't know. And I just had a really great acupuncture appointment this past week and she reassured me that I've been doing every single thing I possibly can. And she's like, whatever you're doing is working because your hormones are great. You, everything looks amazing. And so I'm here to tell you that you can be at a place where you feel horrible. I had periods every 60 days. I had acne all over my face. I was bloated. I was inflamed. And you can be at a place where these amazing practitioners are telling you that you look like the picture of health, um, inside and out. And so Healing is totally possible, and my point of sharing that is because I think that really being diligent about ingredients and being consistent with that is something that's truly been a staple, both personal care-wise, like I said, and food-wise. So I really wanted to get into that. So if you guys want to get out a pen and paper or pencil and paper or you want to type this out on your phone or whatever, this is just a list that you guys can have. And this kind of inspired me by the book Feeding You Lies by Vani Hari. Um, love her. We actually read this um, as a book club in my membership, in my Alpha Health membership. And I just really love her. And so I figured I would go through some of the ingredients, especially ingredients that she's really big in highlighting. And the first one is ACE-K or sulfame potassium, which is an artificial sweetener. And the Center for Science and the Public Interest says to avoid it because safety testing was only done in the 1970s and their safety testing was inadequate. So... There's been minimal testing on this essentially in the 70s, and they did not really come to a specific conclusion. <laughs> um, you know, you find these in diet drinks, certain uh, protein shakes and powders. They're found in some different like fruit cups and a lot of different like sugar free products. So that's a big one that I'd, I'd say Ace K is probably one of the worst artificial sweeteners. They're all bad, but I'd say that that one's just really skeptical for my mind just because of the fact that like. T testing was only done in the 70s and they stopped testing and they didn't end up coming to a conclusion, which is sketchy. Artificial flavors is the next one. And essentially they are just synthetic flavors made from different proprietary chemicals. And those chemicals can be anything. It's like the fragrance. So it can be thousands of different chemicals to create whatever artificial flavor they're looking for. And essentially they make food, they make food taste chemically. I, th I think, I think that when you avoid it, you really notice how chemically they taste, but they can also contain synthetic chemicals, solvents, and preservatives like BPA or BHA, uh, propylene glycol, MSG, parabens, and more. So those solvents and chemicals, BHA, propylene glycol, MSG, parabens can be mixed into artificial flavors and they don't have to be disclosed. So 
Artificial flavors are found in a lot of things. They're found in a lot of different cereals, lots of candy, lots of different drinks, especially diet drinks and desserts, um, sodas, obviously. So just gross. Um, just gross. <laughs> Another artificial sweetener is aspartame. So studies have showed that it does encourage sugar cravings and sugar dependence because of the fact that it's so incredibly much sweeter than sugar. It's like hundreds of times sweeter than actual sugar. But then there's also additional research that's linked it to different medical conditions. Um, certain blood cancers and lymphomas are really strongly linked to aspartame and things like that. Um, again, when you cut it out and then you add it back in and you realize how much sweeter it actually is, it's definitely, I think, impacting people's satiety hormones because it's so much sweeter, but you're not getting any nutritional value from it. So, um, BHA, which is, uh, butylated hydroxyanazole, it's a synthetic preservative. So that's that BHA that can be contaminated with artificial flavors. It's an endocrine disruptor. It's linked to cancer and tumors. Um, and the international agency for research on cancer classifies it as a probable carcinogen to humans. And it's deemed reasonably anticipated, human carcinogen by the USDA's National Toxicology Program. Um, but also, if you go to the EWG's Dirty Dozen list of food additives, it's banned in so many other countries. So we're, of course, behind the ball here. So places that you want to look for it, um, more like processed meats like sausage and pepperoni, pizza, certain canned soups, boxed potatoes, potato chips, uh, refried beans, spaghetti squashes and chewing gums. So those are like common places, but again, don't just assume that they're there. They could be in other places as well. BHT, which is butylated hydroxytoline, is also a synthetic preservative. Um, and it's been shown to affect the signaling between our gut and our brain that normally tells us to stop eating, but this tells us to keep going. <laughs> so disruptions in these signals can definitely contribute to overeating and obesity. Um, it's also an endocrine disruptor which can lead to estrogen dominance and high estrogen, um, and also can be linked to certain cancer, probably estrogenic in nature, I'm assuming. And then the EWG also includes BHT on its dirty dozen of food um, additives. And again, it's kind of the same thing, packaged foods, cereals, packaged nuts, pepperoni, certain cake mixes, granola bars, very interesting. So now we're getting into some blue artificial colors. This is blue one. It's an artificial dye derived from petroleum. So this is one of the worst artificial colors. I think that red four is the worst or red 40. Um, but because this one is known to cross a blood brain barrier, which is insane. And that's why I think that so many artificial colors are linked to ADHD and hyperactivity disorders. So according to a testimony at the FDA committee meeting, the FDA asked doctors to stop adding blue one to feeding tubes because Patients were dying, but not from their disease, but from the blue number one, which apparently caused refractory hypotension, metabolic acidosis, and also incidentally turned their colons bright blue. That's disgusting. Um, like I said, this is already linked to already linked to hyperactivity. Um, there's also some interesting research on its link for kidney tumors, um, and then there's also some research that's pointing it to a neurotoxin. So honestly, if you can get blue, like any fish, any type of artificial coloring and stuff, just get it out. I mean, it's, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, it's found in marshmallows, fruit snacks, chewing gum, soft drinks, uh, candy, obviously, popsicles, toaster pastries. So really, 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 especially if you have a child with hyperactivity disorder, 
you really, 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 there's very strong research that says getting artificial colors out. And even for adults, I mean, think about how many adults have ADHD or ADD that like they cannot sit down and focus on a topic. They cannot sit down and focus without scrolling on their phone or like being distracted. Like I think a lot of adults have this as well. And I think that also has to do with the shitty food that we're eating. Calcium peroxide is a bleach and dough conditioner. So this is, it's kind of like going to be an additive ingredient. It's going to be kind of towards the end of the list. It's been banned in Europe. Um, and, and is also in whole foods, but it's found in croutons, sandwich bread, buns, rolls, and just other baked goods. Um, calcium propanate is a mold inhibitor. So this chemical is considered a safer preservative, but there is, um, the journal of pediatric and child health links it to irritability, restlessness, inattention, and sleep disturbances in some children. So just kind of something to question there. Long-term consumption has been shown to alter the stomach lining and induce ulcers. So again, that's kind of found in those bread products, like the croutons, sandwich bread, buns, rolls, etc. Canola oil. You guys already know the spiel on this one. It's a refined coconut or refined co cooking oil. It's disgusting. We need to bleach it. Chemical solvents, steamers, neutralizers, de-waxers, deodorizers in order to put it in the bottle. I mean, it's so bad for you. <laughs> so bad for you. And most of the time it's GMO, which canola is a huge GMO crop, um, which is horrible. So yeah, yeah, I don't, I've talked extensively about that one, but that's on this list as, as well. We've got caramel color next, which is like that brown food coloring. It's linked to cancer um, and it has no nutritional benefits. It's only used for color to improve, obviously, the way the food looks. And it's a lot of times added really unnecessarily. So think of soft drinks, Coke, Pepsi, your favorite Starbucks drinks, big in this favorite Starbucks drinks, uh, pancake syrup, uh, certain deli meat, which is disgusting. Carrageen, um, it's a thickener and emulsifier to keep ingredients separated, but it's known to cause digestive issues and intestinal inflammation. And it can also be contaminated with degraded carrageenan. And so certain tests have found as much as 25% degraded carrageenan and food grade carrageenan, like in the same type of product. So the de degraded form is a potential human carcinogen. So the problem with this is a lot of it can be contaminated with a less ideal form. Um, and these are found in a lot of dairy-free milks, like almond milk, coconut milk, soy milk, um, certain ice creams, cottage cheese, coffee creamers. Like I said, it's kind of used as like a thickener and emulsifier. So in regular milk, there's like that natural fat content that makes it thick, but in almond milk and coconut milk and all of these like nut based milks, there's not as much. This is one that's disgusting that I've really started paying attention to, which is cellulose. It's an anti caking agent and thickener that's made from wood pulp, literally made from wood pulp. So it's a lot easier to obtain from wood than it is from vegetables. Cause you can do vegetable cellulose, but, um, the, the ingredient would probably say cellulose parentheses, from vegetables. Otherwise you can assume it's from wood pulp. Big, 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 big in, uh, shredded cheese, pizza, spice mixes, um, different high fiber foods. Um, and then it's also linked to weight gain, inflammation, and digestive order. So we get an organic shredded cheese, or we used to get an organic shredded cheese from Wegmans, but it has cellulose. And I don't know if that's from vegetable or from wood pulp. So I just get grass fed full blocks of cheese and I just shred it myself because I just don't trust it. Citric acid's the next one. It's a preservative and a flavor. It gives it kind of like a sour taste. And you'd think, oh, citric acid, it's derived from citric things like lemon and orange. Unfortunately not. So although it's normally found in lemons and other fruits, 
This additive is used in packaged foods is typically derived from GMO mold. GMO corn, sorry, it's typically found derived from mold that's made from GMO corn. I said that backwards. Um, citric acid is found in a lot of supplements. Um, it's found in like juices, bottled iced teas, any like citrus flavored thing like citrus flavored juice or soda, um, energy drinks, even baby food, canned tomatoes. I mean, you really want to look out for that. Corn oils next, which corn oil is kind of under that umbrella category of, you know, industrial seed oils. Again, neutralized, deodorized, waxed, bleached, hexanes added. I mean, it's horrible. Next, you've got corn syrup, which again, a lot of, some of these, like you probably will know, like we all know that I think corn syrup's bad. We all know that some of these vegetable oils are bad, but some of these will be a surprise to some. Corn syrups, um, just obviously heavily processed form of sugar that's made from corn. Most of the time it's GMO corn found in sauces, crackers, different desserts, cereals, protein bars. Um, it's disgusting. Cottonseed oil, another kind of category with corn oil. Um, it's a byproduct of industrial waste from the cotton farming industry. Um, and cotton is essentially the world's dirtiest crop because of how heavily it's sprayed with pesticides. And then the residues of these pesticides remain in the oil. So yuck, 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 yuck. Then it's got to obviously be treated with hexane, bleach, deodorizer. Disgusting. Um, dextrose, heavily processed form of sugar. It's usually made from GMO corn and it's usually used as a filler. So dextrose, um, just an, essentially a fancy name of sugar, but this sugar's not even coming from like cane sugar. It's coming from heavily processed GMO corn. Um, no nutritional value. Like I said, it's usually really heavily sprayed with pesticide. Um, you know, unless it specifies non-GMO, but otherwise like it's just still a filler and it doesn't really need to be there, but it can be found in artificial sweeteners, lots of frozen meals, um, cake mixes. I've seen it in protein powder and like other supplement powders. So just check that out. Cause that's definitely does not need to be there. Um, enriched flour and bleach. So enriched flour means that it's been stripped of all its nutrients and then re-enriched with synthetic forms of those vitamins. Bleached is again, it, the, the flour is like totally bleached and void of any of its nutrients. So they're heavily processed and then they add synthetic vitamins instead of just regular, regular whole flour that is not stripped or void of any of its nutrients. And so this is the much more processed form, enriched and bleached. So flour can be treated with over 60 different chemicals that's been approved by the FDA. What a joke, before it ends up on the stores. Um, and the processing obviously is going to destroy any nutrients, um, no nutritional value. It's essentially just blah. Like there's no, even though they're adding synthetic vitamins, we can't really, we'll talk about synthetic vitamins actually. Um, but it's just so sad to see how processed these foods are. Um, gelatin gum and guar gum, um, locust bean gums, another one. Those are just kind of thickeners. They're not all horrible. Like if it's organic guar gum, I'm not as, I don't have as much of a problem with it. Sometimes they just can be linked to bloating and gas and people who have sensitive stomachs. So they're found in a lot of different supplements. They're found in like almond milk, coconut milk, non-dairy milk, creamers, things like that. Um, high fructose corn syrup obviously is kind of in the category of corn syrup. It's just worse way worse. <laughs> um, maltodextrin is a big one. Maltodextrin is found in a lot of supplements, which is gross. It's heavily processed starch used as a filler, thickener, preservative, and sweetener. Um, it negatively affects gut bacteria and um, 
has no nutritional value and it's typically derived from GMO corn. And it's also related to spikes in insulin because of how heavily processed it is. So there's nothing to like slow down the absorption. And because it's GMO corn, corns obviously can be not good for blood sugar and it can, it's very heavily linked to blood sugar dysregulation. Um, I've seen it on a lot of supplements, potato chips, frozen meals, um, powdered drink mixes or protein powders, things like that. Um, let's see, what do we got next? Next we have monoglycerides and diglycerides. So those are emulsifiers that can, you know, help keep ingredients from separating. So because of that, they're typically made, you know, from an oil byproduct, usually from partially hydrated coconut, or excuse me, partially hydrated canola oil, uh, soybean oils um, that usually will contain artificial trans fats. <sighs> Gross. Um, and then artificial trans fats are very heavily correlated to heart disease, type 2 diabetes, inflammation. Uh, they've been banned by the FDA, but they can sneak in our foods in other ways, such as this one. So those are found in different things like ice cream sandwiches, lower fat ice cream, frozen yogurt, peanut butter, uh, non-dairy creamers. Then we've got MSG, monosodium glutamate. So it's an artificial flavor enhancer. And essentially it is used to increase food cravings and uh, irresistibility of the food that we eat. But it's also linked to things like headaches, migraines, obesity, depression, certain mental disorders and apart from it being an additive um, it can also they can sneak msg in other additives such as yeast extract and hydro hydrolyzed proteins many of these things also often contain uh, glutamic acid which is pretty much the main component of msg so if your artificial protein powder is so highly irresistible and you feel like you could constantly have it all the time or things with yeast extract, like a lot of processed foods have things with yeast extract. So frozen meals, chips, dressings, pasta mixes, all those types of things. Next one's an interesting one that a lot of people don't really think about and that's artificial, or sorry, natural flavors. So artificial flavors, we could be like, okay, yeah, that's artificial. That's probably not good for me. Natural flavors really aren't good for you either because they are, again, a proprietary mixture of chemicals, but it has to be derived from anything in nature. So it's actually really interesting. The vanilla flavor, I mean, you can just Google this. This is just common knowledge. You can, I challenge you to Google it. If you Google where the vanilla flavor comes from, it comes from, unless it's like natural vanilla extract, they usually will do like, if it, if there's like a vanilla protein, it's oftentimes really often derived from beaver butts, which is disgusting. And you're like, what? But it is true. If you just Google it, um, you can find like beaver and vanilla flavor and you will be grossly surprised. Um, but like if it says natural vanilla extract, that's different. Like that's vanilla extract. That's very different, but that's also a lot more expensive. So places won't do that because it's more expensive. Um, and kind of like natural flavors is very similar to fragrance. You know, it contains hundreds of different chemicals. Uh, my friend Illy and I, we reached out to so many different supplement companies and we asked if they could disclose what was in their natural flavors. We said, you know, we really want we just really were curious, uh, you know, especially in terms of allergies and things. We were just trying to figure out what was in these things. And I don't think any of the companies were transparent with us. I don't think any of them 
told or any of them told us they pretty much all said it's just a proprietary mix and it can't be disclosed uh and then there was some companies that were like it contains they didn't answer the question they were like it contains like if the can if it was like a sour candy flavor they're like it contains natural sour candy flavor and we're like what does that even mean so non-transparent i can't even handle it but the also problem with natural flavors is that they can contain up to 100 different ingredients we don't have to be disclosed but they also include synthetic chemicals just like the artificial ones like propylene glycols a solvent and preservatives like bha and other gmo ingredients unless they specify non-gmo otherwise but most of the time they are i mean especially when i think of in the supplement world so a lot of these supplements really aren't great unless they classify unless they uh specify so let's see what do we got next so we've got uh, propyl paraben and methyl paraben that's just a synthetic preservative which again you guys probably know about that because parabens are typically found in cosmetics or personal care products but uh and you know that they're an endocrine disruptor linked to breast cancer and reproductive issues but propyl parabens on the dirty dozen list of top food additives to deserves or to avoid <laughs> so you can find these in you know snacks uh desserts frostings tortillas have them which is crazy um we talked a little bit about trans fat which why to avoid that but again trans fats typically made from solidifying gmo soybean cottonseed or canola oil and obviously those are incredibly processed but then we continuously process that even more um but the fda did require all food manufacturers to remove these oils um as of June 2018, but there are still some companies that get away with using them being in their additives and things like that. So like a lot of baked goods, non-dairy creamers, things like that. But they, again, in 2018, we've known for over 20 years how bad trans fats were, and it took 20 years for it to be in the research for them to finally take it out, just to give some context there on how long it takes for questionable and harmful ingredients to be taken out of our food. Just let that sit there for a second. Let's see. Next one we've got uh, let's see what do we got red three so it's an artificial red dye to drive from petroleum it actually was recognized as an animal carcinogen and it was banned from cosmetics in 1990 but yet the fda still lets it be put in our food uh, commonly found in strawberry milk baked goods maraschino cherries candy and sausage casings very interesting but i think the worst of the worst would be red 40 Allura Red. It's again a red dye derived from petroleum. It's the most popular artificial color used in the U.S., but is really linked to our hypersensitivity. Just like previous, um, Europe requires any food colorings containing this dye to actually carry a label that says, "quote may have adverse effect on activity and attention in children." This is why many food companies use natural food colors in Europe. Like a great substitute for red is beetroot. It's fascinating. It's perfect perfect natural beets have so many amazing benefits but it's the same thing with strawberries i mean any natural red fruit is like a perfect alternative but heaven forbid um again no nutritional benefit found in soft drinks candies cakes cookies cherry strawberry flavored things popsicles toaster pastries cereal bars i mean you name it it's found in a lot of different yogurts especially i mean just the rule of thumb with yogurt is don't get flavored yogurt just get plain whole or 
you know, moderate fat because there's a lot more nutritional there, um, less processed. It's more satisfying. And then just add it yourself. You know, maybe I'll put a little honey in. Maybe I'll put, uh, you know, some nuts and seeds or whatever seasonal berries I have. I do not buy flavored yogurt anymore. Next one is sodium benzenate or E211 or potassium benzenate, which is E212. Those are both synthetic preservatives and when combined with either ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, um, or erythrobic, erythrobic acid, um, these preservatives can produce benzene, which is obviously a carcinogen. So these are found in soft drinks, pickles, syrup, sauces, a lot of salad dressings. Um, so definitely always be checking like if it can last on the shelf for a long time. It's probably filled with some type of preservative. Um, vitamin E is probably the best natural preservative you want to look for, but you do not want any of these. Like think about like supplements and processed food, like how long they can sit on a shelf for and not get moldy. Like, just think about that for a second. You know, I can't let my freaking salad mix. I mean, it gets wilty in a week, and that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Um, just a pro tip for all of my people going to the farmer's market, and if you want to just really stock up, just get a lot of stuff, and you can, cu like, cut it and freeze it. So I'll probably chop up, like, a bunch of onions and tomatoes and just kind of, like, freeze them and then use them as kind of like a, you know, in the winter just pull them out of the fridge. So I'm excited about that. Um, let's see. Sodium phosphate, which is different than potassium benzenate or sodium benzenate. Sodium phosphate is also a preservative. Um, it exists in practically all processed foods. So this is the preservative that you're more likely going to find. And, um, what it can do is it can actually lead to excessive levels of phosphate in the blood. So if you get your blood test back and your phosphate levels are high, you're eating too much packaged food, this accumulates and can put you in the risk of uh, chronic kidney disease, increased mortality, heart disease, and accelerated aging. So the EWG actually warns that uh, sodium phosphate is one of their top additives that they recommend to avoid. It's found in cooked chicken, pudding, gelatin, mac and cheese, frozen desserts, frozen meals, soups, deli meats, imitation cheese slices, which imitation cheese slices, just saying that out loud, like do we even have to say it out loud? Um, soybean oil, again, part of that vegetable oil category. It's found everywhere. You know, it's sprayed with Monsanto's Roundup. It's GMO. It's, it's actually linked to a lot of obesity, inflammation, cardiovascular disease, cancer, autoimmune disease, lots of stuff. We got pro soy protein isolate, which I'm not a fan of soy protein isolate. It's just heavily processed, made with soy flour that is just, it, all the fiber, fat, and nutrients are removed. It's so processed. It's very different than like naturally contained, naturally, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Naturally occurring soy, excuse me. So, um... It's got a lot of phytic acid, which can kind of mess with calcium and other different nutrients. Um, and it's usually extracted with hexane, which is a neurotoxin, just in the processing. Um, but it, unless if it's organic, that's better. Um, non Organic and non-GMO verified is better. But most of these are typically always made with GMO soy. So I think of like these protein bars that people scarf down, like most of them have soy. And if you're thinking about it, just look at the protein bar you're eating and see if it has soy in it. <laughs> Uh, sucralose is another one, um, or Splenda. There's the same name. It's just an artificial sweetener made by chlorinating sugar. And it was actually made on accident. A chemist was 
I forget exactly what he was doing it with. Um, he was trying to make something, like some type, something for a drug, and he accidentally tasted it, and it was sweet. And uh, that's how we got Splenda. Um, but independent animal research links sucralose to leukemia. So there we go with the blood cancer again. And it's been shown, um, that it can, you know, mess with satiety and weight gain in multiple different studies. Um, chewing gum, diet sodas, fitness supplements, iced teas, yogurts, all those different types of things. I just want to talk for a second too on why synthetic vitamins are less than ideal um, which we mentioned that synthetic vitamins were found in like enriched and bleached bread. So their lab contain, and honestly, a lot of vitamins that you are buying for your daily vitamins are synthetic. So we'll think about that for a second. So these are lab created vitamins from a variety of sources, like good old coal tar, petroleum or GMOs. So, um, common ones, vitamin A, palmitate, thiamine, riboflavin, ascorbic acid, and folic acid are the big ones that are synthetic additives to either your vitamins, your cereals, your wheats, uh, anything like that. But these vitamins differ from naturally occurring ones, and they're not as easily absorbed by the body um, as they would through whole food. And like I said, you anything like enriched or fortified is really going to be high in these things. Um, I know for me, like when I was taking synthetic vitamins, I had a lot more issues with methylation and estrogen detox. And then when I switched to more of like a methylated vitamin or an activated vitamin that's got actually naturally occurring forms, that was much better for me. So um, you want to look for these things in cereals, bread, snack bars, protein, drinks, uh, vitamin packs, meal replacements. Um, they even put it in milk, which is wild. Um, tapioca starch, um, it's a very, very common starch that's used in gluten-free foods. So that's why like gluten-free processed foods still like aren't necessarily better than regular. Um, but it's hard, it's hard because it's very high in carbs, um, and very, and contains very, very little fiber, protein, or vitamins. So it's essentially just going to spike your blood sugar. Um, so just look out for that. Um, in terms of tapioca, I really probably, I prefer like, uh, I prefer cassava before that. Um, let's see, what do we got next? Titanium dioxide. This is found in so many supplements. It's also, it was just recalled in milk bones for dogs. So it's a food color used to brighten and whiten. So they put them in a lot of supplement capsules to make your supplements look so white and bright and cute. And I know that um, Alani New uses it in uh, their balance supplement, which is a hormone supplement, which is disgusting. But um, essentially it's got microscopic or nanoparticles of titanium dioxide. And um, that's what makes the food look whiter. Um, but in lab studies, these nanoparticles have been found to be... Um, immunologically active so they can cause a reaction to your body's defense system and recent studies have indicated these particles can also play a role in imitation or exacerbation of GI inflammation um, by absorbing bacterial fragments and then carrying them across the gastrointestinal tract. Found in yogurt, cottage cheese, powdered sugar, uh, candy, chewing gum, pudding, marshmallows, mayo, uh, supplements is a big one so especially like the capsules because they want it to look bright and pretty. Uh, vanillin is an artificial flavor. It's imitation vanilla. It's usually made from petrochemicals or wood pulp. Um, and it's just essentially a fake food. It's not, it's not real. And so, yuck. 
Um, and the last one, we've got yellow five and yellow six. So there are yellow dyes derived from petroleum, both linked to several health issues, including allergies and hypersensitivity in children. So this one's unique because of the allergy component. Um, Europe, Europe, again, requires that food dyes have that, that warning label on it. But then these dyes are also typically contaminated with carcinogens such as benzidine, no nutritional value, and they are wreaking havoc on our children. So there's that. Long and exhaustive list. Feel free to reference and go back and listen to as much as you need. I just figured that like these these are not going to be in like real whole food that you're eating. These are going to be in the processed packaged foods in the middle of the aisle. And honestly, some of these unfortunately are found in like the quote healthier foods that you might see in like the health section. So you just have to look and read your labels. I pick up a lot of stuff that lo might look good on the outside, but then I look at the ingredients and I just think to myself, do I want to buy this? Yes or no. After reading the ingredients and knowing what I know, if you choose yes, that is 100% totally fine. I'm just putting the information out here so that you have it. You can do with it as you wish because it is your choice to put whatever in your body that you want period. It's not my decision for you. I could tell you how bad these things are. And if you still want to do it, that's, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to put out this information so that you can be a more informed consumer. And maybe this also kind of tells you a little bit of like how sketchy it is that some of these really crappy ingredients are allowed in our food. There's very little testing or regulation that goes on with any of it, which is disgusting in my opinion. I mean, we deserve a lot better. Obviously, if you eat whole foods, you stay away from this problem. You don't have this problem as much because when you eat whole foods, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about reading the chemicals. And so that's why I like making a lot of my own homemade things because it's crisis averted. I can be in control of what I put in. And I am a control freak and I like being in control of what I put in. Honestly, and I just know too much. <laughs> and when you know too much, I see it as a good thing um, because I am just can be a really smart consumer and I just want to help share that with you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you took some notes. I'd love to hear your feedback on it. I'd love for you to share it with someone who could benefit. Again, not here to make you overwhelmed or anything. I just want to make us all healthier. That's all I want. And I think getting the crap out of a lot of the food that we eat is a huge step that we get there. So hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you next week. Woo! Love, love.